You are listening to a podcast by young men for young men, founded on the three pillars of faith, fellowship, and fitness. This is the Sons of Thunder podcast. You got Eric, Sean, Jacob, and John. Boys, we are back in it. This is season three, where each week we talk about what to do when things get real and how to face real life problems and questions as a young man. In this episode, Sean, Eric, and Jake sit down and talk about taking care of yourself in faith, fellowship, and fitness, and the effects it has on those around you. Because if I don't have a good relationship with myself, I'm, I'm not going to be able to have a good relationship with anyone else in the, in the world. When the things that you should do and the things that you want to do become closer to one another, you're happier. Responsibility. Welcome back to another week of Sons of Thunder, week two, season three. Ooh. Boom. You've got Jacob here. This is Sean. Skip the recap, and you got Eric. Ooh, you know, ooh, Netflix ooh. lets you click the button yeah. that says skip the recap. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't recap. Oh, my. Dude, we just finished <laughs> our new intro, though. People are going to want to oh, watch it. Listen no, yeah. to that. They're going to want to listen to it. I'm going to get that on Spotify and literally <laughs> yeah. just play that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just that beat. Like, you, you should just get that beat. Keep, you know, just keep uh-huh. it going. That's fine. I think I might keep it going throughout the podcast just really low <laughs> just no dude you the whole time yeah. tune our voices too and make it a song it's like one of those you know like obama singing sorry by justin Bieber. have you seen those videos <laughs> yeah no oh, yeah. i love those the voice message i feel like we should make a music video to it you know so it's like uh-huh. you have the intro but we have a video <laughs> intro as well where it's just like john just in the, in the corner with the suit on just boom yeah, yeah we haven't made a video Bang. in a while so no. so you know what we so we showed up tonight it's monday night september 28th and we sit down, we're talking, catching up, setting up all the gear, and, and we get settled, and we're like, "All right, we're, you know, let's rehash what we want to talk about tonight." And I look over at Jacob, and he's just got a he's got a Tupperware, so he brought a Chipotle bag in, mm-hmm. and the burrito was in a plastic bag, like like a like a sandwich bag, yeah. and, and it looks like his mom sent him lunch today. With a Chipotle bag, like she just ran out of brown bag, so she's like, you know, I'll, I'll use the Chipotle bag from last night. And he pulls his Tupperware out and he starts just eating. And he's like, "Hey, do you, do you guys mind if I use my hands?" And we're like, and I was like, "What do you mean?" And I look over and he's like, "I got a steak." And he starts just munching, just had to just, get ready for the cast. You, you man. just had a few, oh, yeah. He's literally eating a steak with his hands before this cast. So <laughs> if those of you that don't know us, that is Jacob for you right there. That, that is me in a nutshell. Yep. <laughs> he nice said during COVID, steak. he realized he wanted to get outside more. And I guess this is just being a bear. part of that coming out. It's like, I'm just going to eat steak with my hands Dude. now, too. <laughs> Who needs forks, man? You got two hands. I want to give a shout out to uh, Pat. Uh, I don't know Pat's last name, but he's my neighbor across the street, across the way. Uh, older guy, fantastic dude. He's, he'll swing over and drop off cookies and stuff like that. He fixes no motorcycles for a living. <laughs> um, he's got a lot of really cool stories. Christian guy. We've had some good conversations, nice. uh, but I told him about the podcast. I told him to check it out. I showed it to him on his phone. Uh, so when this gets up, Pat, I just want to give you a shout out. You're a great neighbor. Thanks for all the help. He gave us a key to his garage. I'm like, wow. Like first week we moved in. I'm like, thanks, man. He's like, any tool you need? Come on in. No like, way. Yeah. Great guy. That's so That's awesome. worthy. Always, always waves to me when I drive by. I'm like, oh, Pat. What a good neighbor. Yeah. Pat. State Farm. So I think like all the Pats I know are just great guys. Right. Anyhow, should we get into it? Let's dive in. E, Let's get into it. it. I'm going to lead. Okay. Yeah. So, so as you guys know, this season we're talking about uh, when, when life gets real, um, specifically around responsibility and what does it mean to be a responsible man um, as we're getting older throughout our 20s, kind of 
entering into our careers a little bit further down the road and working full time and, you know, Sean's married and we're pursuing relationships and, you know, asking the, the bigger questions about what to do with our money, what to do with our careers, our jobs, all those things comes with a lot. And on the day to day, it can be really easy to get busy and to, to remain in a state of life that's similar to who you were when you were younger and thinking that things are going to be kind of taken care for you and you don't have to do things, you know? Um, so growing up, things were just kind of provided for you, but the older we get, we now have to provide for ourselves and not just for ourselves, but for others and for our families and for girlfriends and friends and all those things. Uh, and so today we want to talk about, you know, amidst all the busyness and craziness of life, how do we be responsible with ourselves? More specifically, how do we take care of ourselves? Uh, earlier before the cast, we were talking about all the benefits of, you know, what it means to take care of yourself. And I, I'm, the first thing I want to say is I think it's one of the most attractive things for a man when you look at a guy and says he takes care of himself. You know, he's working out, see what he eats. And when it comes to like dating someone, you know, it's like, man, mm-hmm. that guy takes, you know, it's like women, women like that stuff. I, yeah. I just want to say that you yeah. can start there, but I'm saying women like that stuff when they see a guy who takes care of himself. Yeah. You know? It's just because if a guy knows how to take care of themselves and they'll be able to take care of them. Sugar daddy. You know, absolutely. And the family too. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. the psychological aspect of having a girlfriend. Um, I forget who, who told me this. He's like, I just want my son to get a girlfriend. He's like in college. He's like, if my son gets a girlfriend, he will be just the most amazing guy, you know, because he'll, <laughs> he'll work on his hygiene. He'll get a haircut, you know, just he'll, needs to meet he'll a gal. Yeah. get a job because yeah. he wants to buy a car so he can take her on dates. Mm-hmm. He, he thinks getting a girlfriend is the key <laughs> huh. to, you know, having a well-formed young man yeah. because um, it makes you, you know, it makes you take on that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that order is almost the first step towards achieving greatness because if you can't make your own bed, mm-hmm. are you yeah. expected to start a company? You know, and I'm sure there's plenty of Silicon Valley guys who don't make their bed, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's, it's the, if you can have your stuff together, yeah. uh, not only is that going to help your life, but it's going to definitely make you a lot more appealing. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm just interwoven and even not necessarily dating, but relationally too. um, you know, guys will turn to you as a leader if you have it together, but if you don't have it together, you're not going to be seen really as a leader. Well, I think it's like, it's that order, but it's also that stability. You know, I think when you see someone who takes care of himself or, uh, it creates order in your life, which gives you stability, gives you a schedule, gives you routine, things like that. And, um, Mm -hmm. even, even just down to the, the, you know, we've talked about habits a lot of kind of these compounding things, these small things that we do Mm -hmm. that compound over time to make a big difference, a big result. Right. And I think taking care of yourself, like that's a habit, you know, and it's smaller habits that lead up to those things. have, Have you guys ever seen the video of the, he's like a Navy SEAL officer. He was speaking at the Texas Longhorns. Goggins. Commencing, you know, no, not Goggins. No, general. He's, he's a general. general. He's a general. He's and, like, and he can said, you make your bed? Yeah, he said, yeah, he yeah. said, if you want to save the world, make your bed in the morning, you know, yeah. things like that. And I, and I feel like that's, that's an important place to start of just like, what are the small things that we can do in our day to day? Or like, what, what are some things you guys have learned that it's like, man, it's fun to just go, go, go with your life and hang out with people and, you know, have ambition and dreams and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But it's like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not keeping up. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. my world is, is trying to catch up with how fast I'm living. You know what I mean? And yeah. I actually need to just slow down and take mm-hmm. care of myself, you know? So I don't, is there, I think, there other things you guys? Yeah. Want? That's kind of bringing something up with me. I think a re- recent realization that I've had, I mean, after having a kid, you, you kind of think like, Oh, they're the most amazing thing 
ever. But in reality, like I am the most amazing creation. <laughs> no, let me go with this. Yeah, like, let's go, let's go. like my soul and my like intellect. Sorry. Yeah. Cause like I can look at Liam and be like, <laughs> that's gotta be uh, the intro. Guy. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I had a kid. I thought he was great, but then I still realized like I'm the man. I am the most man. important. But what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is like, like the self and my soul and my intellect is like, is what God created, you Mm. know, and I am in charge of that. Mm. And I, you know, my soul is the greatest creation, you know, to me Mm. is God's greatest creation and Mm. it's God's mark in me. So like my relationship with myself should be one of the most important relationships. Mm. Like even like, you know, even more than Delexi, Mm. because, because if I don't have a good relationship with myself, then I'm, I'm not going to be able to have a good relationship with anyone else in my, in the world Mm. ever. And and if I don't know how to, you know, be with myself or be in silence, then how am I going to be in silence with someone else? You know, you can see that compared to like, you know, how does, how does someone treat their mom? You know, you know, you know, a good boyfriend by how the, that boy treats their mom just because it's someone that's so close Mm. and you can take that even closer to how do they treat themselves? Mm. You know, are they mean to themselves? Do they constantly talk down about themselves? Because when you get married, you, the two fleshes become one. So, you know, if I harm Delexi, I'm harming myself. So Mm. it's something that I've been realizing, like just God's, you know, God's creation of me should be what I am most dearly taken care of because my soul is the soul that's going to live forever, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I might, I may be in charge of Delexi's soul or me trying to get Liam to heaven, but it's like in the end, my soul is the eternal one. Mm. And so it's, it is, it's a kind of a mind blowing thing, you know? Can we speak into that a little more on like the responsibility shift though? when you graduated and just kind of having marriage and then yeah. a kid, um, I think for at least the other three sons of thunder, that's not a reality we've had yet, mm-hmm. but that could be in the future. Yeah. Thanks for the hope there. Thanks for the, yet. <laughs> maybe <That was> good. <laughs> and for listener land. Obviously. Oh, yeah. I know it is. this for myself. It is crazy ways. how, um, just the idea of responsibility and just, you know, approaching responsibility because, you know, being in college, you think that getting a report in on time is the big, that's kind of the biggest responsibility. Yeah, that's how you, you take have. care of yourself. How am that's I doing in you, school? Yeah. Yeah. How am I doing sure. in school and stuff like that? But like this whole series is, is kind of, you know, what happens after that? Mm. What happens after you graduate? You know, no one's, no one's going to be holding your hand. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's just, you don't just, get a report card. You don't get a report card. You, did. you know, you don't even get like your parents stop giving you cash, you know, like, I only get cash from my grandma on my birthday mm. and it's usually my age, <laughs> 24 bucks, <Yeah. laughs> but it's, um, hope you live to the hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till I'm a hundred, my hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Grandma's so it's like, like 170. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. What's more impressive. <laughs> I was like trying to like logically think that out. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, just taking on more responsibility. What was your question again? Just, the yeah, shift, I mean, yeah. you're, you're starting to speak into it a little bit, but just that shift, like, oh, um, yeah, yeah. And then what was it like maybe even the first few months into mm-hmm. having a 
roommate who wasn't a guy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Is that it like? Just like <laughs> what was it like? It's um. Keep it PG. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. She it realized just, like, I was amazing too. <laughs> yeah, she she really realized that I am the most important thing <laughs> in her life. <laughs> just getting married and you know taking on another person and being in charge of an, of another person's soul that brings out so much. You know, having a permanent roommate, having someone that sees you at your best and sees you at your worst. And someone that sees you in the same outfit, Delexi calls this my uniform because I literally wear this every day. (laughs) Heck yeah. It's a good look. And so she sees me in the same thing. You know, she's constantly there with me and her joy, like this isn't the best thing, but like, uh, I'm not saying that this is what she does, but her joy is kind of dependent on me. Mm. You know, if, if I'm in a good mood, you know, she can feed off of that. Yeah. You know, if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm putting her down or if I'm insulting her, that's not, she's not going to, yeah. you know, she, yeah. that's not going to be good. So how I act, you know, affects her as well. And so taking that on is, is definitely a, a huge deal and a big deal. But I would say that your joy and your happiness just increases immensely, mm. you know, being in charge and having a family, having a, like a kid is, is just like, it, it can be the most stressful situation, but you're just, your capacity goes, you know, grows so much more yeah. for happiness because you look back and you see all these amazing accomplishments that's, that have happened, you know, over time and, you know, you, you haven't really worked that mm-hmm. hard to gain, mm-hmm. you know, it's like looking back at the end of your school year and being like, wow, I actually learned so much, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that's because yeah. you've taken on these little responsibilities mm-hmm. and you've taken on these little things and grown through it. Yeah. But I would say that I grew so much yeah. being in marriage. Yeah. I think, I think you just brought up a good point though, that responsibility is kind of an agent of growth, you know, mm-hmm. and like the more you take on and the more that you are in charge of the more duty that you have, right. Yeah. Challenges you to say, am I going to step up to the plate or not? Right. Yep. And, and how am I going to swing? Right. And, mm-hmm. and we miss a lot. And I think that's, that's I'll, I want to touch on this later, but going back to your comment earlier, yeah. I just want to make, I just want to make sure to kind of see if this is what you were saying, but uh-huh. of, you know, Liam coming into your life and being married, um, this moment of saying like, yes, the son, you know, the son of mine is amazing. Right. But relationships and the people we're closest with tend to be a reflection of ourselves. You yeah. Know? And there's something about someone else drawing you out of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that comes within responsibility as well Yeah. when it comes to, so I'm saying is the experience you had with Liam kind of like, wow, this, this is, this is my son. He's amazing. But like, I'm going to be the one that's going to be an example for him. Yeah. Like, I am going to be oh, the one totally. that like, you know, how I live my life is what he's going to think how a man lives his life. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you're married out there and if you have kids, I'm sure you've experienced this, but of kind of that pressure, that pressure yeah. of just of being like, I no longer need to just provide for myself. I need to provide for others. Yeah. And you know, I've experienced this in relationships. I mean, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Right. But I'm saying I have experienced on a small scale, um, being re- responsible over my own actions and how they influence others and mm-hmm. how they affect others. Right. Yeah. And, the, and it's been this mirror re- relationship of kind of like, Whoa, like if, if I'm going to be an example, or if I'm going to be, if I'm going to lead this thing, or if I'm going to be responsible over this, I need to be more accountable to myself. Yeah. You know, you know, um, it goes back to Jocko Willink, right? He mm-hmm. says, if it's, if we win, it's, it's we, but if we lose, it's me. Right. 
Extreme ownership. Extreme ownership, yeah. And I think it's just taking ownership over yourself. Yep. And I think when it comes to taking care of yourself, the first step is ownership. Mm-hmm. Over, um, I remember last spring during COVID, I was just, you know, wasn't working a lot. We're all, we're all in quarantine, right? We're all locked down. And I just started like slipping back into like old habits. I was just like staying up late. I just didn't really have anything to do. You know, I'm sure we all experienced this, right? Video games, Cheeto dust. Cheeto dust everywhere (laughs) on my pillow and my hair. Um, (laughs) Not true. But, but my roommate, Josh, and you know, I was just, I was just living, it was just me and another guy pretty much just like all throughout quarantine, you know? And we kept on saying like, this is like marriage without the sex, man. Like, wow. Like this is like, what is this, you know? Yeah. But, um, and that was PG. not, not really PG. Yeah. yeah. But he, he looked at me one morning and I was, I just, I was just having a rough day and he looked at me and he said, dude, like you got to get better at taking care <laughs> Like you got to take care of yourself, man. And yeah. I was like, no one's ever told me that. No one's ever like looked at me and been like, Hey, you got to take care of yourself. You know? Yeah. And so I think it comes to personal accountability, but others in your life to be able to point those things out. But yeah. more importantly, you talked about self gift. Mm-hmm. I'm talking a lot right now, but I'm saying you, what you experienced with Liam is this other person in your life. And you want to be a gift to that person. Yep. You want to be a gift to Alexi. You want yes. to be that gift of joy, all of those things, right? Uh-huh. And we talked about this on the humility podcast, but it's self-knowledge. It's knowing yourself, right? Accepting those things, taking ownership, and then giving those things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing of taking care of yourself, yeah. I would say, is how can I take ownership and be humble and accept, yeah, I need to get better at these things. I need to be accountable to myself so I can better give. I can better provide. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? E, no, that makes sense. While you're on, you know, speaking, I want to ask you about what responsibility looked like when you moved to Colorado and we're in a new location. Um, cause I think a big part of responsibility is habitual in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. And when you're thrown in a new environment, sometimes those change. Hmm. So what, what did that look like? That's a good question. I, you know, I remember when I moved down there, I, I wasn't, I didn't really totally know what I was getting myself into. I was really excited for it. Um, just like this new adventure in some way. Uh, I wish I would have taken more time to think of those things. Um, I think as we get older, people say life is 90% of things that happen to you and 10% of how you respond to them. And I think if, if we lose that lens of how am I responding, how am I being responsible over myself, life just happens and you kind mm-hmm. of just get, you know, it goes back to what Rocky said. It's not about how hard you can <laughs> or how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and, and keep, keep on going. Forward. Right, exactly. Rocky. That's how winning is done. <laughs> you, me, and nobody Adrian. can hit as hard as life. Adrian. Um, but I think, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, that's a great, that's a great example of, of kind of, of, yeah. of what I'm trying to say right now is that if, if you, if you let life control you rather than you being in control and accountable to yourself, you're going to get knocked down and you're going to mm-hmm. get hit and you're going to be, you're going to get hurt. And that's what happened to me when I was in Denver. I mean, I was just, I just wasn't being responsible for myself and I just, I stopped working out. I, you know, struggled with prayer and things like that. It was just a kind yeah. of like a, it was a dark time and I was very lonely down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it taught me a lot of things. It taught me that, uh, you know, when things when, when the important things in your life are removed from you, um, or the things that actually hold you up, you know, you realize I need to hold myself up and what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And since I've moved home, it's just been like these, you know, like a lot of graces. I felt like I was kind of out in the desert for a long time. And there's just been these graces since I've come home of like these new desires of like, who am I? What do I want? Yeah. You know? And I kind of, there's a, there's an encouragement in my heart, right? Since, since that experience. And I think the Lord specifically, gives us time where we don't take care of ourselves or where we, when we do fall down, right. And we get hit by life that he, that he shares with us that like to build desire. I mean, like like everything we're talking about in this podcast is cultivating desire for faith, fellowship, fitness, being Mm -hmm. a good man, being a dangerous man, being a responsible man. Um, 
but ultimately I think the Lord's role in our life as young men is cultivating desire for him Mm -hmm. and for good things and for virtue and for strength, all that stuff. Um, I don't know if that answered your question, but, uh, yeah, I just, it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit, you know? And I think the more responsible you are, the greater hits you can take. Well, you felt what it feels like to not live well. Yes. And you realize how crummy of a feeling that is. Yeah. And so you learn from that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes even too, when you are living well and you go off the beaten path for a little bit, it can be healthy from a long-term perspective mm. because you're like, oh man, like I just really missed the way I felt when I was in shape mm. or when I was praying every day or doing this and that. And it, you can give it an, a new vigor, yeah. um, mm-hmm. a new intensity for life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jacob, man, swing it back to you here. Yeah. Um, you know, I know you've been ramping up the career aspiration. You know, you've been kind of crushing it, getting some certifications and stuff like that. Yep. And you just got into a relationship and <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, Sorry, ladies. So. And, <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's these responsibilities coming into your life, you yeah. know? So I, I would say like, what does responsibility look like for you specifically when it comes to taking care of yourself, you know, your yeah. job, you're living yeah. at home right now. I think yeah. like, you, you know, I remember last fall, you're like, I've been, I, I hit the gym six weeks in a row, you know? Yeah. And like, you take care of yourself, man. So like, what, what does it look like for you? Yeah. It ebbs and flows, you know? Um, I think in, from a business standpoint, uh, having your own business, kind of being your own boss in some respects. Uh, now I'm definitely not the head honcho at the firm, but, uh, there's more leeway, so mm-hmm. to speak. So you have to stay disciplined in that sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, in our industry too, uh, what you put in is what you get out, right? There's no salary, you know, there's no nine to five, you know, if I go on Facebook, uh, for an hour that detracts from my work, I mm-hmm. can't get away with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't sneak by. Mm-hmm. So there's that extra ounce of discipline. I mean, I'd be lying if I told you, I still get up every day at 7am and I'm in the office by seven thirty. Like, you know, sometimes maybe I've abused that a little mm-hmm. bit and, um, you pay the price for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you still gotta get things done. Um, but it, it's good though. Cause it teaches you a responsibility. Sean kind of mentioned earlier, like in college, you know, you take a class, you get a grade, you get immediate feedback on how you did, but in life you don't have anyone to give you feedback. Yeah. Right. Um, and sometimes unfortunately because of that, you don't notice when you're starting to have these bad habits until it just smacks you in the face. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so doing that and then navigating, uh, other areas of your life relationally, um, physically finding that balance, um, and it can be difficult, um, kind of the American work ethic, yeah. you know, can get, you know, I'm German, so I, I very much have that in me. And mm. so I'd say for some people, they leisure too much. Maybe for me, sometimes I'm working too much mm. and it's mm-hmm. like, Ugh. and then you do leisure and then the work you do is so much more fruitful and yeah. efficient, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peterson did a uh, work with the top Canadian lawyers uh, who did the study. Um, and of the lawyers, they on average took, I think, six total days off all year. Jeez. Um, they were incredible workaholics, like 70, 80, 90 hour weeks. Yeah, John. Yeah. John's <laughs> going to be a lawyer. So, yep. <laughs> And the, the crazy thing that happened is as part of this test, he forced them to take a week vacation where they left their phones and their laptops at home mm. completely unplugged. And then they uh, measured their productivity. And even with that week lost, um, they had made up for it by the end of the year. So 
taking an additional week off mm. by the end of the year, they had made up for that productivity. And then he also did a study with another group where he decreased hours. So they had a cap. If they were working 80, yeah. they had to decrease it to 60. Yeah, less they is more. 60, no 40. Yeah. Yeah. And then within three months, they also had broken even with what their mm. previous efficiency was. So it's crazy uh, that yeah. how like God wasn't kidding when he's like on the seventh day, they rested. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I think on a deeper level, we also got to remember that not only was it the seventh day that you completely rested and gave yourself to Christ and leisure, yeah. but these people also stopped when the sun went down. They couldn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. You couldn't plow the fields, <laughs> right? And so what they did was they spent time, you know, reinvigorating themselves communally with each other. Mm-hmm. Fellowship, yeah. right? Yeah. We touched on fellowship. We touched on the fitness part. And um, because of the invention of the light bulb and the whole, <laughs> like, you know. GDP went up, dude. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that economic machine turning, baby. 24 Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, we are so bad at that leisure, and we just don't realize that, like, look, bud, your work's going to be more fruitful and better. Yeah. 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 I, you know, so I, I like to take it from kind of this abstract view to more specific, maybe more practical around, it. you know, what does it look like for faith? for fellowship, for fitness in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you make God a priority when you're trying to take care of yourself? How do you make fitness or, you know, fellowship, right? How, how do you make hanging out with friends and, and that time special and important, but not too much, right? And then also fitness, like, yeah, you, you say you miss a week at the gym, right? How do you, how do you react to that, right? How, or how do you get back on track? Or, you know, what are some goals that we have? For me, I just want to start out with faith. Um, this verse has been huge for me this summer, but Jeremiah 17, I think it's like 30 something, but it talks about a tree planted by water um, that even uh, when the drought comes, it can still produce fruit. And that, you know, a, that is a man. So a man who trusts in the Lord is like a tree planted by water that when the drought comes, that tree would still produce fruit. And that's something I've, I've just been kind of like wrestling with and just kind of has been my prayer and my, been my kind of my verse for this time in my life is, mm-hmm. you know, Lord, like, I don't know really where I'm going with career. I'm trying to make this change right now and things like that. But I want to be a man planted in you. Right. And that, and that when the drought comes and when I'm, when I, maybe I'm not taking care of myself or when life around me is getting crazy, I can still be rooted and I can still be producing fruit. Right. Um, and so my practical, I'd like to share with, with, with the listener land is just, yeah. um, do we get that from Catholic, does Catholic stuff say listener land? I don't we know. should come up with a different term. <laughs> so audienceville, audienceville, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, my, my practical, when it comes to faith, it, when it comes down to taking care of yourself, if you're listening to this cast, or if you look at yourself in the mirror this morning and, and you weren't happy with what you saw, uh, first of all, I would say reject the lies and accept that you are a son or a daughter of, of God and that you are enough in who you are. Right. But be humble. Um, because I've been getting, I've, I was, I was humbled a lot last year and it came to this point where I felt like the Lord was emptying me of all these things in my life, just to be able to increase my capacity to love him and to know him. And there a lot of promises came with that. So my one practical would be, if you're looking at trying to take better care of yourself or trying to find out where you're going in life, sit down and grab a verse and, or, you know, just grab, grab the Bible and go sit in prayer and say, Lord, what are your promises for me? What do you have for me? Right. Cause he says, I have plans for you, plans that you know, to, to prosper. Right. And there's love, there's this constant mercy and this constant love from the Lord, but there's promises and he can actually speak mm-hmm. into our life. So like one practical, I would say with faith, when it comes to taking care of yourself or wanting to better yourself is sit down and say, what are the promises that you have for me in this time, in this season? Yeah. 
and just listen and just see what happens. You know, yeah. cause I think he's going to say something. And, and that was huge for me this past year. Mm-hmm. I think something that I've been, um, kind of the, that's really been motivating me is, uh, just that stat that, um, you know, if a, if a husband falls away from the faith, 80% of the kids are more likely to, you know, follow in the footsteps. You know, if, a, if the dad is strong in their faith, you know, 80% of the kids are gonna, mm. you know, be strong in their faith. And if the dad falls away, mm-hmm. so that, that kind of just, you know, how the father and the man leads the family in mm. faith, mm. that has been something that's really motivating me and how just like our culture is formed by men pretty much mm-hmm. because men are the dads. Mm-hmm. And if the men don't accept the faith, the kids won't accept the faith and yeah. that many more kids won't accept the faith. So it's, that's kind of just been motivating me mm-hmm. and how it's kind of my responsibility in my family to, to lead, you know, to lead my family to Christ mm-hmm. and to be that, you know, that beacon of light in my family. Yeah. And so that's something that's really been motivating me to, you know, I, I do worry about Liam and, you know, is he going to be some crazy guy that parties and stuff like that? It's like, wow, I have to worry about that now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, if I'm strong in my faith and am I, if I'm taking care of my prayer life, you know, if I have a strong relationship that I can show Liam, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, if I can make, if I can be a, you know, a, a priest, prophet and king, you know, I'm going to be able to bestow that upon, mm. upon Liam. Yeah. So sure, that's yeah. something that's really been motivating me, mm. you know, that responsibility of being a dad. So, yeah. And even if let's say he went down the party bus a little bit, freshman year college oh, yeah. or whatever, like those seeds are still planted. They're totally. there like in the back of his mind. He's mm-hmm. got that foundation. Yeah. Well, I think that happened to all of us. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean we, we all took left and right turns, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it's all about those seeds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is. Does he have that foundation there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. I think one way to kind of reinvigorate that part of our lives, right? We're looking for that. Or if people are looking for that, especially in the COVID era, when we can get siloed into our own things or our own regions and, um, is reach out to that person you haven't spoken with a while for a while. Uh, there's just something about seeing someone, an old friend hmm. that just elicits, you know, this heightened sense of things. Um, and also even like on a, uh, differing worldview level, um, I think that's also siloed people, COVID and also polarization. And I think our society has strayed away from the fact that like, it's okay to disagree. Uh, yeah. it's more like, are you with us or not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Did you mail in vote? Burn. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Burn. And it's, it's unfortunate because there's great people on both ends of the aisle and, um, it's just be, I just encourage everyone, even myself to reach out to those people and just re-engage with them. Cause I mean, you were friends for a reason. You weren't friends because mm-hmm. of what political party you're on. You're friends because of something in them that you saw that, you know, spoke to your soul mm. and reinvigorate that part of things. Fitness. Yeah, we can talk about fitness. I think. I mean, How's the workout going? Oh, know? dude, that was oh, two yeah. weeks ago. Oh my gosh, we went, up to, <laughs> we went up north this weekend, and you know, someone's birthday party. So we had, we were drinking, we had some drinks, right? <laughs> and uh, I, oh my gosh, I woke up this morning and I'm like, I needed to just work out, and I felt, I, I felt terrible in the gym today. I just felt so bad, but <laughs> I, just, but I pushed good. through. But I pushed through. I did good. it. I, I met. It's good to feel. Bad. I met all. I met all my weight goals. I met my sprints. All it was good, you know. Um, but the thing is, I think. I think when it comes to fitness, a lot of people think, 
I want to better myself, right? Or I want to take more care of myself. And their first thought is health. Their first thought is mm-hmm. how can I be healthy? You know? And I mean, that was, that was my, my thought last spring. You know, I was like, I'm putting on some weight. I'm getting a little chunky. You know, I'm like, I got to start working out. Right. And this kind of goes back to like the new year's resolution mindset of like, it's a new year. What are my resolutions? Remember we kind of had that, that talk yeah. about, you know, resolutions and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and a resolution is just you're you're creating a new solution. You're you're it's a resolution. You're re- resolving. You know, it's like I'm I'm finding a new resolve for yeah. a, a new solution for you know what this is, right? And I think we had talked about it on that cast, but like every day should be a resolution. Every single day should be a resolve to the Lord and things like that. But when it comes to fitness, you got to pick a plan, you know, and you, and, and you got to figure out where am I at and what do I want. Um, but when it comes to taking care of yourself, I would say practicals. I mean, my workout, I've, I've been loving that. I don't know really what practicals <laughs> for that, but, uh, I think you guys have experienced that. I think it's just a new desire to want to be fit and then creating a plan, finding a place and then being accountable to that with others and with yourself. Um, but at the end of the day, I've realized more than anything, you can have dreams, you can have, um, goals in your life and things that you want to do or get better at. But if you don't have desire, it's not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. for the longest time, I feel like the last six months I've been telling myself, I'm sick of my excuses. I want to get better. I want to get, I'm sick of my excuses. I'm sick of the way that I sin all these things. Right. But I just realized this fall that I've been saying that like this, just like two weeks ago, I realized I've been saying those things, but I don't actually mean it. I don't actually have the desire to change. Right. And when that desire to change comes, whether it's from a person or from internally, whatever, um, maybe a female in, in the life, right. All those things. It's, a gift. It's such a gift to have desire, you know? And so I I would just say more practically around fitness, I would say pray for desire um, and Mm -hmm. find ways to build desire around fitness. Because if you hate what you're you're doing in the gym, you're not going to want to do it. It has to be fun. You have to be looking forward to that workout. Right. And that comes with people in your life that comes with a workout buddy. I don't know, but you have to have desire when it comes to fitness. I believe. Mm -hmm. I want to throw a question at you guys. Unless Sean, did you have something to add? Go ahead. And I apologize to our uh, audience, Ville, because I think I've been floating in and out of the mic today. (laughs) I'm uh, the steak hands, man. They're slipping. (laughs) You got the meat sweats. (laughs) The meat sweats. Um, We've we've talked a lot about like responsibility and maybe lack thereof and how to overcome that. But let's dive into a little bit on the flip side where someone Mm. is too many responsibilities. Like yeah. you're like Sean, Eric, Jacob, like to, yeah. I make my bed every day. I'm mm. so responsible, but I have no life inside of me. Like I'm, like I said, I'm throwing this on you guys, but if we could speak into that. Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, I think John shared a quote by Dr. Burry that said, when the things that you should do and the things that you want to do become closer to one another, you're happier. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. think, uh, we've talked about this before, but like, you know, you're, you're in the gym or you're, you're waking up every day or whatever like that. Um, and you, you're like, you're meeting your goals and you're meeting responsibility, but you're just not happy. Yeah. Right. Um, I would say, again, I think it just comes back to desire. I, I don't know, but I think it comes back to desire. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe not desire, but it's to answer your question, I would say you'd have to look internally. You have mm-hmm. to see what insecurities do I have? What wounds do I have? Yeah. Where do I place my identity? Am I placing my identity in these responsibilities, in the way that I give, in the way that I work, or am I more than that? You know, am I more than yeah. my responsibilities? Does that make sense? Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm laughing right now because I'm just... It's so funny because whenever someone says that, like, oh, I'm making my bed. I'm doing all these things. You know, I haven't... But I'm not I changing. Haven't, yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm not changing. I'm yeah. like... 
I'm like, dude, stop flexing, man. Mm. There are, there's so much crap underneath that right there. Mm. You know, you know exactly what you need to do. You know exactly what you need to do. Because if I'm sitting here, oh, I make my bed, but I still have a shitty prayer life. It's like, Okay. <laughs> what do you need to do? What's, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. what do you need to do? Like yeah. that you know exactly what you need to do. Yeah. We all have the That's things great, that yeah. we're good at. You know, I'm good at what, you know, what editing you a podcast, <laughs> yeah, you know? You are, oh yeah. guys, I edited a podcast. I'm so good. I take on that responsibility mm-hmm. of editing a podcast, mm-hmm. but it's like, Sean, you, you haven't worked out at all. Yeah. You know, you focus on the stuff that you suck at yeah. and, yeah. and make that better. Yeah. Mm. You know, that that's how you have a good relationship with yourself. Mm. You know, when you have a good relationship with your wife or whoever, they point out faults in you mm. and they expect better. And you should do that for yourself. Mm. You know, you should be like, hey, I was really a, a D-bag to my mom. You know, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't have someone else tell you that you should yeah. be like, you know what? I was, I was pretty mean to my mom mm. when we got in a fight, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And you'd be like, you, you need to motivate yourself yeah. and you need to take on that responsibility. Yeah. We all, I mean, maybe you're so blind and you just are constantly attached to your phone and you have zero ability to self-reflect, but mm. we all have those moments where we self-reflect yeah. and we know what we need to change. And for me, it's like, okay, well, I need to wake up early. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm, I don't have alone time. I can't pray. Yeah. Oh, well, Sean, you need to wake up early. You need to take that on. Mm. You need to, you know, there is always something yeah. that you can work yeah. on. You know, it's funny that you say that. I mean, that, yeah, that was, that was great, man. I, I realized how much of a scapegoat the make your bed answer yeah. is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Make your bed in the morning. It's, it's like, go-to. yeah, it's like, okay, I've been making my bed for six months, but I'm still fat. You know, it's like, or like, but I'm still not happy with how my <laughs> yeah. body looks. Like, I still don't have a girlfriend, <laughs> but I make my bed. Exactly. Burn it's just calories like, yeah. the bed. Or like, you know what I mean? And, and I think, I think it goes back to, like, yeah, I think it's even deeper than that. Like you said, it's deeper. Yeah. And at the end of the day, uh, we can't escape ourselves. No. You know, you can never escape yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, that's a result of original sin. And I think that's mm-hmm. the result of the enemy working in your life and, and, and lies and things like that. Um, but there yeah. are days when I'm just not happy with myself, you know, and things come back up from my past in my head, or I, I, I do something or I had too many drinks and I make a mistake, whatever. Right. Or I yeah. tell something to someone and I'm like, that wasn't, that wasn't me. That wasn't genuine, you know? Yeah. But I would say the biggest thing around that responding to what you said, Sean is mercy. I think maybe mm-hmm. that's the first step is, is mercy, not humility. Right. Um, I, I said it's humility, but I think at first before that it's mercy because I think that's what the Lord has for us. That's what's, that's what confession is. Mm-hmm. You know, we go and we confess what we did wrong. Yeah. And, yeah. and the first step of freedom is mercy is saying there's something more for me. And, and that's what, that's what it means to have faith is to believe in that mercy. And anything after that is just following your faith. Do you know what I mean? It's saying there's mercy on me. I believe in this. I believe in more. And having like living faith is, is choosing to pursue more than who you are. Right. And then I think, and yeah, so I just want to say, like, people out there if, in Audienceville, if kind of like, Sean, what you said is, is true for, for you, because it's been true for me in the past of like, well, I'm doing the things I've wanted to do, but I'm not happy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm sick of living with myself, and I'm, I'm sick of kind of this struggle, right? Um, that's exactly in that moment, that desire, that pain, that longing, that's where God wants to meet you. Mm-hmm. Right. God doesn't want to, you know, of course, God wants to meet you on Sunday at mass when you're looking good and all dressed up and your hair looks great. And you're, you know, sitting there and there's a cute girl to your right. And you're trying to pray in an attractive way. 
We've all been there, yeah, right? Totally. But I'm saying <laughs> God wants to meet you there, but he also wants to meet you in the, in those dark places. You know, uh, when you wake up in the morning and you feel like crap mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I made my bed again. And you know, when, when you're struggling, that's where God wants yep. to be there for you. Um, and we don't need to, we don't need to perform for him. You know, we can no. go to him as we are. Yeah. 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 And, um, I think, uh, a problem that a lot of people have is they disguise their burdens as responsibilities. Um, you mm. think of the unhappy 50 year old husband who just spends all day at work and has these responsibility. Maybe he's on four different committees at the local parish mm. and is like, well, I can't be home cause I have all these things to do. Yeah. But in reality he's doing them because he's masking mm. what he really should be. And that's a good husband. Yeah. And I think, I think if you remove the veil really and like mm. deep down, he's like, I'm just burdening myself mm. because I'm trying to hide things. Yeah, no, I think you like responsibility comes with, you know, defining moments. I think that, you know, whether it be at work where you have a big project and you need to do a presentation, you know, that's a defining moment. It's a defining moment, whether you're ready or not, you know, Mm. getting married, you know, that's a huge defining moment, Mm -hmm. you know, whether Mm -hmm. you're ready or not. And, and I think our fear, our insecurities, when we live with insecurities, we're afraid of being exposed. Yeah. And I think we need to, you know, we need to remember that at the end, God is all knowing. He's all powerful. He's a, he's a good judge. He's, you know, he's, he's going to know everything that we mm-hmm. didn't do and everything that we were scared to do. And even he was on the cross naked, fully exposed. Mm-hmm. He didn't come down from the cross. I don't know how that relates to what I'm saying, but you know, he was totally exposed at the end. Well, he, well, he know? also wasn't resurrected with his wounds healed. You know, yeah. he was resurrected with the wounds, uh-huh. you know, with, with the, with the vulnerability still there yeah. to say, look, look what I've done for you. And he does the same thing with us when we have these sins in our life and yeah. these wounds, he heals them. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, they remain as kind of trophies kind of they saying do. like, Hey, I've experienced this or like, Hey, this is a triumphal moment. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think too many people either don't take the time to kind of go deep enough to heal those things or they don't, they, you know, they don't show off their trophy room a lot, you know, mm-hmm. cause they're like, they're trying to be, trying to be cool, but it's like, Hey, I got yeah. wounds too. I, 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 you know, we all got wounds. We, we all get we, things we, that we we're know, struggling you know? with. Yeah. And I think we're all scared of that. You know, even today, I like, you know, sometimes where I don't do the best job and my boss is like, Oh, let's look at that. I'm like, Oh crap. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I'm like, that's my lack of taking on the responsibility yeah. of yeah. my work, yeah. you know, where it's like, you know, we're, we're all going to have these defining moments, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I would say that I've taken on a lot of defining moments, yeah. you know, having a kid, all of those things. And, and that's not saying that I've taken on more responsibility. It's just like, I've taken on the responsibility at hand Yeah, and the joy and the peace that comes with that yeah. is, is just immense. It's, it's crazy. The peace that you have when you take on responsibility, you mm. know, I, I had a huge day at work today. It was a very stressful day. And last night, I was, I was laying in bed and turned off the light and I was like scared because I was like, mm. I was scared of today. Yeah. I was like, what's going to happen today? You yeah. know, what's yeah. going to go on? Like, it, it, are my reports going to come in? Am I, I going to get everything done? You know, all of that stuff. And I think it was, you know, it was part of responsibility. Yeah. You know, I needed to take on that responsibility so I wouldn't be exposed. Mm. And I think that fear drove me into taking on responsibility as well. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I would say, I mean, the last thing, last thing I would say for the cast, this one is motivation is what you is, know. what is motivating your desire to change? Is it fear? Cause fear does fear can motivate you yeah. to do things, you know, or is it a genuine desire from the Lord? You know, whether it's a promise or just a, not like a genuine desire, but I'm just saying like a commit, a committed decision that you've analyzed, you know, you've looked mm-hmm. at the risks and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. That's my motivation. Yeah. Or is it a woman in your life? Is there, is it someone come into your life and is now motivating you to finally get better mm-hmm. because I've been there and it's not healthy. And I, so I just want to say that, you know, John Eldridge talks about how we can't receive the answer of who we are as men from a woman um, and from fear and those things like that. It needs to, it needs to come from the Lord and it needs to be centered in yourself um, because that's the most free thing. Cause you're never going to, you know, you're never going to lose that relationship with yourself. Like you said, you, you know, yeah. it's that relationship with you. That's the most important. Right. And so you need to have the relationship the desire to have a healthy relationship with yourself be the motivator to want to get better, not, yeah. not external factors. It makes me think of the story when Peter was imprisoned and he was deep, deep asleep because he trusted God. And Sean, I was going to ask you, I think that fear, uh, maybe that was one area you didn't let God in enough. Yeah. Um, totally. And that's why it was totally. keeping you awake. And I'm not yeah. trying to speak into like your life in that sense, but... At the same time, I guess I am. Um, but, <laughs> you know, Peter, he had to learn to trust God, right? Mm-hmm. Because he acted out of fear when he denied Christ three times. Yeah. And then as we were talking about earlier in this cast, you can learn, right, in Eric, your case of maybe where mm-hmm. you shirked responsibility or mm-hmm. fell astray. Peter learned from that. And when he was imprisoned, he was asleep because he trusted God would come through. He wasn't yeah. up plotting a plan, totally, yeah. trying yeah, to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. What are we doing? Where and you know what happened? Jailbreak. Yeah, yeah, an angel broke the gates mm-hmm. and said, get up, Peter, mm. and walk. And That's so good. But yeah, he, the angel said, get up, Peter, and walk before Peter's chains around his ankles were broken because it's the whole thing with the free will. Peter had to make the first move. God offered him the opportunity for freedom, mm-hmm. and Peter res- had to respond, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. when he actually rose to his feet, that's when the chains over his ankles yeah. broke, yeah. and he was freed. Yeah, and he was trusting. He was receptive. That's he was so chilling. Cool. He was just yeah. chilling, you know, because I think as, as God's boys, we got to learn how to chill because we got a great dad. Just chill, He's going to take care of us. Chill. You know what I'm saying? Take a chill yeah. pill. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. That's really good, dude. At the same, uh, this is, I guess, another thing. Let's In go. contrast, to <laughs> <laughs> piggyback off of that, um, Jesus wants decision makers. I mean, that's what disciple mm-hmm. means. Is to, you know a decision maker? He, like you said, he had to learn how to trust Jesus. But at the same time, when Jesus appeared to him, he said, "Come follow me." And he had to make a he had to make a decision in that moment, mm. you know. Yeah. And I think when we encounter ourselves in the in the sometimes pigsty that we are, that we find ourselves in, like the prodigal son out in the, out, you know, whatever, saying, I'm not happy. I got to get better. I need to better myself, right? We got to make a decision. And mm-hmm. I think a confident decision given to the Lord is is a great gift to him, you know, and, yeah. and he's going to provide, you know. Yeah. So we got to yeah. learn how to trust. We got to learn how to chill. We got to learn how to decide. Mm-hmm. A lot of things, but <laughs> lots of things. It's tough stuff. That's, a, that's, we can well, do all that's three. Through well, we figured it out, boys. We got the we solution. we do all three of those things tonight. Boom. I don't know what that means. Boom. Okay. All well, right. thanks for joining us, you guys. You got Eric, Sean, and Jacob. We will, you will hear from us <laughs> next time. <laughs> Ciao.